When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Scotty and Goss. Well, we think we're excited about the F1 season. We're not as excited as we used to be. No, that's right. It's sort of... Well, it hasn't lost its appeal because I love it. I'd I'd love the whole circus of F1. But I I also like cheering for... Good Aussie. Yeah. Not one that knifes another one. (laughs) Daniel Ricciardo, of course, is the uh, reserve driver for Red Bull. One man who's been across Formula One for some 18 years now, and he's branched out on his own, and this is exciting. He's a West Aussie. Name's James O'Brien. He's been around the Formula One, as I mentioned, for 18 years, but he started up his own company now called the Quokka Group uh, for guest experiences. So if you want to go to a Grand Prix. This sounds like a a startup, Goss, that you could podcast. (laughs) But he'll tell us more about it. Hey, James, appreciate your time. This is exciting and a nice WA touch, the Quokka Group. Oh, mate, absolutely. You can take the boy out of WA, but you know what they say. <laughs> no, it's uh, it, it, it's nice to be able to remain in Formula One and and like I say, after 18 years, it's a uh, time to put my big boy pants on and uh, and branch out on my own. So, no, it's gonna it's exciting times ahead for sure. Yeah, very much so. And so you'll be getting around. Just explain in a nutshell. So F1 experiences, you've got you know, teams would be involved. I'm sure you've got the odd driver involved as well. Just tell us in a nutshell how the Quokka Group's going to work and how, as our listeners and listeners uh, listening on a podcast, wherever that may be right now, can get involved. So essentially what we're going to do is we're going to open up the sport and uh, we're going to be providing guest experiences and hospitality at the, at the racetracks um, by working with the race teams themselves. So uh, teams like uh, Alpha Romain, for example, um, and also some of the drivers as well. You know, very uh, very fortunate to be working with Beltry Bottas and uh, his partner Tiffany Cromwell, the, uh, the Australian cyclist. Um, hosting a hospitality suite for them at the Australian Grand Prix this year. Uh, and basically just, you know, making people feel really special about Formula One because, you know, it's a great sport. And, and I get what you're saying, you know, Daniel's now on the sidelines, but you have got another Aussie to cheer for um, and lots of great interest as well and lots of support series to follow this year as well with the creation of the F1 Academy. We've got the F2, we've got the F3, you know, it's a lot of good stuff and a lot of, a lot of good excitement around Formula One. James, I know it's a cutthroat industry, the F1 and driving, and you, it's not the drivers that do it. But the management do it. They've got to get a seat somehow. How do we feel about Oscar Piastri? Because we obviously we love Dan, and we're all about Danny yeah. Rick. But uh, it, you know, from the outside, we go, "Oh, he's knifed him," but he hasn't. He's the management. He's just got to get a seat. How do we feel about Oscar? Well, look, you know, there's a lot of positivity around Oscar, and let's face it, he wouldn't be there if he couldn't do the job. And I, and I think that's the one thing that we need to be mindful of. You know, they're 20 of the best drivers in the world, and that's it. There's 20 seats. That's all there is. So, you know, Oscar's management did what they had to do to get him into a seat. You know, uh, it, it's early days. I mean, poor old Oscar's only got two days in the car. That's it. And for the first day, he spent most of it in the garage, sat in the cockpit, waiting for some glue to dry. So really, he's had about a day and a half in the car, which isn't a lot of prep. So, you know, come Bahrain this weekend, he might be a little bit off the pace. He still might be finding his feet. But I think as the season goes on, you know, he's really going to come into his own. And I think it's, it's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing for Australia to have a driver in there because, again, you've only got 20 of the best drivers. We, 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 could, we could not have a seat at the table. 
Uh, very much so. Uh, James O'Brien is our guest, of course, uh, founder of the Quokka Group and uh, a good West Aussie man. And you talk about the Bahrain Grand Prix. It starts this week. I can't believe the season is already on our foot, uh, mm. on, our, on our doorstep. Uh, tell me about when, if they win in Bahrain and knowing that the sale of alcohol, um, uh, it, 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 is it banned in, in, in Bahrain, alcohol? Yeah, so yeah, alcohol sale is, uh, is is banned in Bahrain. You can get it in certain places like hotels and things like that. But obviously, the celebration at the end of the race is somewhat muted because they don't actually use uh, alcohol. So it's carbonated rose water. Oh. So the other reason that they, <laughs> so you don't hear at the end of the end of the race in the uh, in those sorts of markets, you know, it's time for the champagne because it isn't. So they they sort of call out, you know, let the celebrations begin. It's it, it's it's a bit odd and a bit muted, but the old carbonated rose water does the trick. <laughs> It takes the gloss off it for mine. <laughs> hey, you've done your gro- you've done your, you've done your form guide after testing. Testing um, is testing like dancing with your sister, or is it genuine stuff? Well, this is the thing. I mean, it's very hard to read into you know the testing times, and you look at it and you think, okay, this car performed well. They completed the day well. You know, they're obviously the one to beat. But that's not always the case because they could be low fuel runs. They could be running on a really soft tyre, which gives additional grip. So you've really got to look inside the sport and find out what's going on with the car to really understand what's going on. And, and I guess my form guide that I've put together doesn't follow how the cars ended up after the testing was over to a certain sense. I mean, if you look at my form guide, I've got Williams as the 10th car on the grid, but in reality, they finished ninth. But for me, they were really last place. And if you look at them, you know, Williams were the least prepared as as a team basis. I mean, they had no team principal uh, up until the week before the start of the test. I mean, they've got no technical director, no head of aero. So the car is, 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 is reacting to that because they haven't had the development that goes into the car. So, you know, it's a very nervous car. It's not looking well and it's not cutting through the air as it should. So that's why I'm putting it at 10th. You know, they did 439 laps in that car. Logan Sargent um, giving them the fastest lap uh, with a one minute thirty two five forty nine. Not a bad lap, but unfortunately, you know, I'll put Williams. Uh, I'll put Williams last, and, and and hopefully they'll you know they'll, they'll make some ground up in the first few races. They've got a big upgrade package coming. They hope. They hope. Uh, coming for the Baku Grand Prix, but that's that's still a fair while away. James, we'll go through your list just so the listeners can have that right now. It's ten through to one is Williams, McLaren, Alpha Tori, Haas, Alpha Romeo, Alpine. This is the one that surprises me. Mercedes in fourth, Aston Martin third, yep. Ferrari two, Red Bull one. Mercedes fourth. Yeah, look, Mercedes had a really positive first day. They came out of the blocks, and everyone thought, "Hello, this this is looking very good." But they made some changes to the car, and day two, they were just all over the place. And there was a lot of head-scratching. And obviously, they had some some, some running issues as well with George Russell um, stopping out on track on one of the days. There was a bit of a hydraulic issue there. Mercedes ended the test more positive than where they were on day two, but they've still got an awful lot of work to do. They've conquered the porpoising, you know, that really bouncing that they were suffering last year. They've been able to get on top of that. They've figured that out. And and, And the car just... It's poised on track. It just looks a little bit more comfortable, but it's still pretty twitchy. And, you know, whilst they are in a better place, they've still got some work to do. And the reason that I have put them forth is because I I think there's a lot of people that were quite surprised that Mercedes turned up with a car that's still got what they call this zero side pod design. It's, It's a very tucked in kind of design with the side pods. They're almost non-existent. They're the only team that are still running that design. They ran it last year and it didn't go so well. And they've turned up with the same thing this year. So either Mercedes knows something that we and the rest of the field don't, 
or they're on a bit of a hiding for nothing and they may have to change their car quite dramatically moving into the second half of the season. At what stage will Max Verstappen have a stoush with his uh, teammate and that Daniel uh, Ricciardo gets uh, levered into a seat at Red Bull? <laughs> and mate, that's the million-dollar question. Look, Sergio Perez, Max Verstappen, you know, it, it, it's one of those things that is one of those uh, known but unspoken about things <laughs> in the F1 paddock. You know, we know that they don't get along. We know that there's some history there. We know that there's some issues. You know, there's there's various performance clauses. There's clauses in everybody's contract. You know, you must do this, you must do that. Look, I, I think it's fair to say it's uh, Sergio Perez's last year at Red Bull Racing this year, and Daniel Ricciardo will be back driving for them uh, in 2024. Oh. That's just that's just my opinion, and wow. and, and I think that's going to happen. Uh, whether it happens sooner than that, well, you know, I, I guess it's all going to be down to performance. If Sergio does well and he's a good rear gunner, as I like to call them, you know, he's fending off those Ferraris, he's doing the right thing. Um, you know, he'll be able to sit, he'll be able to hang on to his seat a little bit longer. But um, but yeah, I, I think I think personally, Sergio will see the season out. Uh, and then it'll be his time done at Red Bull Racing. It's incredible, isn't it? Uh, like, we're, we're yeah, so excited worries. about the Daniel knocked back $18 million deal, allegedly, at Haas. He, that, mm-hmm. That's the mail that he knocked back $18 million to be the third wheel <laughs> at Red yeah. Bull. Yeah, um, but, but for Daniel, it's a bit like returning home. You know, really for him, he was spotted by the, the Young Driver Talent Academy. You know, Helmut Marco plucked him, you know, nurtured his career, put him in at HRT at the very beginning, transferred him over to Toro Rosso, believed in him at Red Bull Racing. But, you know, Max Verstappen turned up and Max was this this prodigy who could just do anything with the car. And, and Daniel wanted to shine, rightly so. So he jumped ship. He went to Renault and Renault promised him the world and they didn't deliver. And so then he went to McLaren where he was promised the same thing. And again, it didn't happen. So really for Daniel to go back home to where it all started really makes sense. And a little bit like Kimi Raikkonen did with his career at Sauber, it's where it started. It's where it finished. It's a beautiful fairy tale. And look, let's, let's, let's all, all say it how it is. Let's hope we see Daniel standing on the top step of the podium yeah. in, in 24. Oh, yes, please. I tell you, what, your opinion was that he'll be driving again next year. Now, opinions are dangerous nowadays. James, but we like your one, that's for sure. Uh, it's going to be the absolute... Well... We, we hope it's true. But uh, there's a Melbourne coming up uh, early in the year as well, and it's one of the great weeks uh, or great weekends of uh, of sport in Australia. I'd never missed one and loved it. Quokka Group got something special for Melbourne? Yeah, we do indeed. We're, um, we're very lucky to be hosting a, a suite for Valtteri Bottas. Yes. Um, and uh, his girlfriend, uh, Tiffany Cromwell, they've got a... Uh, uh, a gin brand that they have created. It's blending uh, Finnish oats with Australian apples, and it's rather lovely. Um, so we're uh, we're very uh, proud to be uh, working with Valtteri and Tiffany on creating something pretty special uh, for the Australian Grand Prix. So uh, we'll be out there. We'll be uh, entertaining and uh, and looking up some corporate guests and uh, and, and having a a really good time. But no, it's just the uh, it's just the start for us. Um, you know, we've got some big plans for the future, and yeah, we're. Uh, we're going to be around. As we say on our website, we are small, but we are mighty. Ah, very um, good. And, like uh, a quokka, oh, and always you, smiling you. like a quokka. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The friendliest animals on the earth. Apparently. Ah, brilliant so, uh, stuff. So, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, can't wait, yeah. James. It is yeah. brilliant. The quokka group and uh, good West Aussie men. Hey, James, just quickly, I'm going to see Karun Chandon, uh, Chandok and also um, Crofty speak after the Australian Grand Prix. They're coming to Perth to do a couple of on-stage appearances, a Q&A type thing. Bought my tickets last night. Can't wait to go. Bought two tickets. They're not cheap, but I'm looking forward to it. 
Yeah, mate, it's, it's always great. Look, Profty, I know him well. Karun, you know, Karun's fantastic. And uh, I've had the pleasure of working with them both. Crofty is a force to be reckoned with. He'll, he'll get up there and he will tell you the stories that you really want to know. You know, he'll, he'll get inside Formula One. He'll tell you all about it. You know, there's competitions on stage. Karun Chandhok is brilliant at the technical stuff and explaining it in a way that you can understand because there's a lot of it that goes over your head when they're throwing it at you on the TV. But Karun is the one that really brings it down, centers the gravity and just makes it more understandable. You'll have, look, you'll, 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 you'll love it. Um, you know, the team that put it on a brilliant Wendy and Phil, you're going to have a great time. Uh, fantastic. I should have uh, probably sounded like I could have got some freebies, but anyway, I've already paid for them. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> next time, go. Just you got to send that message. Yeah, you've got to send that message. G'day, mate. No, I haven't spoken to you in eight years, but <laughs> any chance of uh, just hooking uh, me up for this one? Uh, James looked after us up in Singapore uh, several years ago. We had a great time. Hey, James, appreciate your time. All the very best, and we look forward to speaking to you again throughout the season. Good luck with the new venture, mate. It's exciting times for you. Good on you, boys. Thanks very much indeed. Have a great day. James O'Brien, he's an F1 guru. He's the founder of the Quokka Group for guest experiences on Breakfast, SENWA.